The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrina. Welcome to OAA Now. I'm Sammy Terrina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between two meters on Ordinary Television. Like to welcome our friends watching us on ONTV, also hearing us on a local voice on SoundCloud, and of course those hearing us on YouTube. Yep. Um, this week, of course, I'm Sammy with Ian here. This week, of course, the um, we didn't have a show last week because no. of Mother Nature. Um, How crazy we was had that? No, we had them cold. I mean, like it was <laughs> really brutal. It was, uh... and it's supposed to be. Brutal this week, especially when you look at freezing rain. Yeah, we had a mild uh, weekend, which was fantastic. It was beautiful. And then we get, we're get supposed to get hit with some ice. So anybody moving around this week, you got traveling to do, just uh, watch out. I've been hearing around a half inch to, I mean, no, a, not a, a half tenth. inch, but a um, tenth of an inch to about a quarter inch of ice. Yes. Um, In ver- been, yeah, depending on where you're at, mm-hmm. so watch out. My other gig is yep. like I'm a, like a storm spotter for the weather service in um, White Lake, so... um. You know, so freezing rain is one of my pet peeve fears. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work well, and I, I like to add some just to start the show off. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. I mean, it's weird having a week off, not much to talk about. All yes. the games are pretty much on hold. Right. But something this week is a big push here at ONTV is our food drive mm-hmm. begins this Monday. So uh, it's uh, today is the 4th, right, yep. already? And our the big food drive for us, the live television show, everything that happens is on the 9th, this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, to stock the food, uh, the shelves over at the Oxford Orient Fish Food Pantry. Sammy and the guys from uh, OA Now, the, or, Between for uh, Between Terraminas, will be on live later in the day on that Saturday. So tune in to catch that wild show and get those food donations now. We have all of our raffle uh, prizes uh, posted here in our lobby at the uh, studio at ONTV at 1349 Joslin Road. It's time to get those food donations in. We are behind, Sam, mm-hmm. because of that lousy weather, yeah. and our goal is 6,000 pounds for uh, those in need around Oxford and uh, Lake Orion. So get those donations in. You know in. what? I'm also thinking about making a little wager. You know what I mean? Like, wager. It involves the Berkeley girls basketball Uh-oh. team. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll go over that in about a okay. um, couple minutes. Um, but we got to get to some main stories here. Yeah. Um, in- in- interesting things happen over the weekend. Yeah. And around the week. Yeah. And of course, one thing we all learn is the world of Twitter. <laughs> oh, and gosh. Um, Malik Carr on Twitter. Um, plays um, football and basketball at Oak Park. Um, sent out a really interesting tweet. Um, I believe it was on Wednesday saying that he was going to go to Missouri. Um, you know, he's moving to Missouri. And then, of course, um, and then um, Perry Fair, I mean, then, of course, Drew um, M Live, um, M Live um, writer, um, know him very well. Jared Purcell wrote a um, column about the news. The headlines about Malik yeah, Carr. Um, that's a rather leaving. large announcement, and then, especially for the Oak Park faithful. And then, of course, later during the evening, um, and then Perry Farrell, the reti- retired um, writer at the Detroit Free Press, um, said that it was not true wow. and that Malik Carr had to. Um, he w- wrote on Twitter saying he was very thankful to God to be back in Michigan. You know what I mean? But to me, this is a PR disaster because. First of all, here's what I'm saying, and for for Malik Carr's part, because why would you? Um, first of all, why would you? I understand that um, you get upset your with parents, you get upset, oh yeah, and you go on the Twitter, just vent your frustrations yeah. and all that. But 
we're not living in a culture where any t- any time you post something, especially if you're a big name, um, big name local product like Car is, yeah, you know, then it's gonna be treated with extra attention. Yes, you know, and it kind. I can't stand Twitter. I mean, I for our business here and communicating with the community and that sort of thing. That it, there's a benefit to it. You know, on TV does use it. The local voice uses it and that sort of thing. I have my own Twitter. You, account. you use it. The schools, a lot of teams get a lot of good information out. Heck, we saw a, a controversial play uh, spit out on Twitter. We're going to talk, gonna talk, we're about, gonna that talk later. about that later. But yeah. there's inf- there's there's good things about Twitter. Then there's bad things about Twitter. And you know, say what you will about politics and things. You know. Uh, and Twitter, it's just it get it's really ugly. You know, it can get nice. ugly very quickly, and you don't get the whole story, no. right? And then you put that in the hands of teenagers and people that you know that uh, don't think through everything before they start typing and sending out information and messages. And it's not just like you're sending an email to a family member; you're sending it to the world at your large. Friends, your, well, your, your friends, friends and then the, media. the media. I mean, the media tracks these things; they follow these things, right? Mm-hmm. And there can be consequences. We've seen that many times. And yeah, you can delete Twitter messages, but the messages, you know, the they're there. Is there. It's there. People read it. It's instant. It's there. And I think that's dangerous. You know what I mean? And I think I hope Malik Carr has learned a life lesson of this. You know? Yeah. You got to make sure you are, um, you know, you be honest with what you say on Twitter. You know, you got to yeah. be honest with. You know, I know. And don't don't go on Twitter when you're angry. Yeah, don't go on Twitter when you're upset. Just think about it first. Remember, there's a lot of eyeballs watching. Of course. And then you got to look at um, if Malik Carr would have went to Missouri, his dad, um, Cornell Mann, used to be the um, assistant coach at Oakland University. Now he's an assistant at um, in Missouri. Um, So that's where um, the Missouri connection goes. But. He is currently living with them family up in um Oak Park. So yep. and um to me this is basically <laughs> like uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it first, yep. you know, early in the morning. You know, it was like um, you know, news Malik Carr leaving to leaving Oak Park, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know Jared Purcell personally, good writer. Um he um tried to get a connection to so Coach Greg Carter, who's the athletic director at Oak Park, um, did um, you know, he it was news to him that yeah. he would do this, you know what I mean? But it, but then of course and then it got more crazier during the early evening hours where um Perry Farrell said that it was not true and um, you know, that he would be going to Missouri, but now it's this completely makes Personal, you know what I mean, made <laughs> inaccurate, but it also yeah. makes um, but it also, as I mentioned, a PR disaster from Lee Carr. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I could only imagine how much pressure that kid felt all day. Oh, w- he well, yeah, had to feel a lot of pressure all day. There was yeah a lot of thoughts in his thought process. I mean, like, just it, it's got to be tough on a kid. It's got to be tough on him, you know. And I think here. He ha- he learned a life lesson from this. Yes, the da- the benefits and dangers of Twitter all in one. I think yes. he he rolled through both the highs and lows of that uh, communication medium. Good guy, good kid. I mean, like, but, well, yeah. But I think here he did. Ha- he learned a lesson, and it it also shows too how many people care about the kid. 
right? The, you know, that, that sort of thing sometimes you get announced, I'm leaving. You go, oh, what happened? Is everything okay? You know, mm -hmm. make sure everything's all right. At least that's how I initially took it. It's like, oh, he's leaving. It's like, uh-oh, is everything okay, you know? And it, it shows that there's a lot of people watching out for him and, you know, obviously want him to stay because he, you know, for his talent, but also as an individual. You know, and he's going to be a senior next year for that, yeah. for Oak Park. He's going to be one of those top players that the Knights have, especially on the gridiron. You know, he also plays basketball as well. Of course, um, we a lot of people remember him for that Statue of Liberty um, dunk against Lake Orion <laughs> where um, O1 TV crews have the camera footage of that. Hey. And um, and um, even though that was a good foul, good call against him, you know what I mean? Like that charge was, I thought was very legit. But um, but for that ta type of talent, you know what I mean? You see a lot of players leaving the state of Michigan, you know, to go play at these other prep schools, yeah, to go play elsewhere to get them noticed and all that. I think in Carr's case. He doesn't need to lead the state of Michigan. A lot of people know who he is. Yeah. He's got a lot of scholarship offers out there for both football and basketball. Um, and I think for him, I think, you know, to stay in the state of Michigan would make better, would make more sense for him because I think he would get, it would be, he'll be better off in the state of Michigan. Yeah. That's how I think. Yeah. I mean, don't you find uh, players at his caliber and above or, if you're a good player, people are going to find you. Oh, they're going to find you. Right? Yes. I mean, they're going to find you because uh, a lot of these guys that are, you know, you know, mm -hmm. potential D1 guys, those are in those guys are in the pipeline for so many years for coaches to be recruiting these guys. They see them in the middle school level, especially the elite of the elite. They and know you're, and you're seeing that, but the life lesson here in all this is... <laughs> don't tweet when you're don't frustrated. Don't tweet when you're frustrated and Double upset. check what you're double saying before you hit send. Yep, you got to <laughs> double check with yourself. You got to mm -hmm. double check with yourself. Take a breath, yeah. You know, and I think that's um, that's the lesson to all this because it's going to come out. You know, it'll come out. Yeah. You know, that, you know, and I think, you know, Carr used Twitter to vent out his frustration, his anger, and... You know, sometimes, you know, when you go on social media to vent your anger and your frustration, it's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. It, it, I mean. It can cause you some headaches. And it, and it, I know it, and it had to um, be a distraction, not only for um, Carter, you know, for Coach Carter. I know him personally very well, but also Bobby Thompson, because he also plays basketball as well. He's yeah. their best athlete. And, you know, and <laughs> kind of that distraction, it, it was a really big I distraction. I can only imagine the, the coach, you know, I don't know if the coach saw the tweet or someone said, hey, guess what? I can only imagine the head spinning going, uh, what happened? And, and it's, 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 you know, and I can only imagine how they felt yeah. when he did that. I mean, like, it just, it was just a really, really bad, bad ordeal, you know, but he um finally... Well, got all, things right. Yeah, it's all cleared up. All cleared up now. And but you know, you live, you learn, you move on. Right? You live, you learn, you move on. <laughs> that's the that's the truth and moral of the story. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, that is the truth moral thing. The story is you got to um, you got to make sure you know don't you, a, you, you just and can't it, view. But, and that goes with you know, you know, I have a teenager at home, soon to have two. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
I remember my parents getting on me and or whatever. You know, I'm just I'm not assuming that's what happened in his household, but I I know that your emotions back when heck even when you know we're you're a teenager, right, Sam? Yeah. What what way did you have to vent besides just going oh you know well, yeah, uh, you or got to Facebook, your, you got Twitter? But, but I didn't have all that. You stuff didn't back have in all the day. that. You, you know? had your friends to vent to, or yeah. you know you. I mean, there's just different avenues beside them. Um, well, it's kind of dangerous for the youth of today because you have is. a lot you of avenues. A lot of, yep, and especially if you're your, like a high-profile athlete, you it, know. Which amplifies it even more. It amplifies it even more. Yeah. So. Well, we hope he's okay. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. Everything keep, keeps on trucking and doing doing what he does best. Yep. Um, you know, let's take a let's take an early break here. Okay. Where, um, I want to talk about some girls' basketball. <laughs> I want to talk about that play. Um, yeah. acting here on Away Now. This is Lake Orion's own, the local voice. Call Owen TV and get on air 248 393 1060. Let your voice be heard. Internet radio for all. Call Owen TV and get on air. All right, a little live promo read here. First one we've ever done on the show, but I'll do it. Why not? ONTV Food Drive coming up on Saturday, February 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. here at the studios at Orient Neighborhood Television at 1349 Joslin Road. Uh, come on in. Thousands of dollars in raffle prizes donated by local businesses here around Lake Orion, including if you like Panera Bread. Do you like Panera Bread there, Sam? No. What? You don't <laughs> no. like bread? Panera Bread donated one loaf of bread a month for a year. You could win that. G's Pizza, if you're a big fan of G's Pizza here in Lake Orion. I am a fan of G's Chicago Brothers. Yeah, I am a fan. I know the owner. Very good. Home Depot's donating a a big prize. I actually went there and bought my jumper cable. There you go. So uh, we have- Actually, my shelves. Also, and uh, uh, Mr. Heath, right? The football player for the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Jeff Heath. Donated some items, autographed items, so if you- uh, to this, uh, the cause uh, to help Oxford Orient Fish. Again, the food drive is Saturday, February 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., but donations are being collected all week. If you can't make it out to the studio, come out today, uh, Monday through Friday, and donate those items and get into those raffle drawings. We will have those at 3.30 on Saturday evening, live on ONTV, Comcast Channel 10, and AT&T Uvers Channel 99. I encourage all OA Nation to do this. I encourage all of them to do it. Yes, uh, it's it's surprising with the economy doing so well that the, um, you know, I figure, hey, everybody's doing okay here around mm-hmm. the Orion-Oxford area. But uh, talking to Fish and the food pantry saying that mm-hmm. their donations have gone up, meaning that there are more people in need. So uh, even though uh, everybody's employed, doing a good job, there's still a lot out there who are struggling. And we want to help our friends and neighbors uh, suck those shelves at the Oxford Orion Food Pantry. Speaking of wagers, you know what I mean? I want to make a little wager. Oh, he's right going to make now. a wager. Um, is this your first wager? I, wanna, I think it is. I want to call it the Berkeley girls basketball team. Now, people ask me, why do I want to call it the Berkeley girls basketball team? <laughs> There's been a back and forth, hey? There's been kind of a back and forth. Yeah. You know, I've been, um, I mean, I kind of been in a very little of a nice little debate topic in my blog. Yeah, which is um, great. Berkeley right now sits 11 and 2 in girls basketball right now. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been impressed with them. You know, the schedule has not been the greatest. Um, I'm gonna as tell you, as you what, said, as I've said, 
And I'm going to tell you what right now. If Berkeley can knock off Troy, be competitive Royal Oak, if they can beat Troy, if they can, um, or at least hang in there with Troy, or, or just be in the game with Royal Oak, yeah. and, or um, beat Rochester, which is at Rochester. How many games is that? That's three. Three, okay. But if they win one of those three. Oh, okay. If they win, if they, or even stay close, I will wear a Berkeley Bears um, girls basketball shirt either on between Terminas or on the fish on the fish drive performance this upcoming weekend. Okay. I will do it. All right. So, Berkeley Bears so, girls basketball team been called out. So you wearing that jersey or Berkeley Bears whatever. T-shirt. Does that T-shirt, does that say that if they do well against those three teams that you're calling them legit? I will call them legit. Okay. Because I think I've already said I think they're legit. I don't think they're legit <laughs> right now. But I know, they've but they've got to play Troy. But we also got to s- play Royal Oak, and they got you know, and they they got to play Rochester. And their district is very vicious when you look well, at the teams. Well, district's one thing, but if we're talking about OAA, right? We're talking. I know they're in the blue contention right now, but yes. I think, but do I think are they going to win the blue right now? No, because I think Rochester's better than they are. Okay, well we're going to find out, right? We're going to find out when they go to Rochester. And, and I've always said, hey. You play the person set before you, and so far they've beaten them. They've done a nice job. Except Waterford, Mott, and Rochester. Now, they did beat Groves. Okay, well, Waterford, Mott's outside league. Yeah, and then they beat Groves, who was in the red. So, yes. And we're going to talk Groves in a minute here. Yes. Because there's a controversial play we have to talk about. Okay. So right now, Sammy, you got the, the bet out there. You got the uh, the wagers out there. Yep. And if Berkeley can stay close with Troy or even beat Troy, um, if they can, cause I don't think they're going to beat Royal Oak. Okay. And, and if they cannot, and if they can knock off Rochester, I will wear a Berkeley shirt either on between Terminas or, or a, um, or wear a Berkeley shirt. If they can knock off Troy this Saturday for the fish drive. Okay. For BT. So here's a question. Rochester beat them already, right? Yes. At Berkeley. Okay. Uh, they will be pe- meeting up again, just like you said, correct? Yep, they will meet up where, at Rochester. Where is Rochester sitting currently in the standings? Rochester currently right now sits at 6-6. Six and six, but all their, In the standings. They are right now undefeated in the Blue Division. Okay. Berkeley's got one loss. To Rochester. To Rochester. All right, so this is a... Do you feel Berkeley coming in? If they can handle Rochester, then they're smooth sailing to the championship. If Berkeley can knock off Rochester, they would be tied for the um, okay. blue title with Rochester. And you don't see Rochester stumbling the rest of the I way. I don't see Rochester stumbling the rest of the way. All right, so we got a couple teams coming together mm-hmm. here and a lot to be decided in the blue division. Yep. That's my little challenge to the Berkeley Bears okay. girls basketball team. I know um, I know, Coach Kirk Carolyn, you know what, he he's done a good job of that program, but the schedule to me has not been – where they've been at, and I don't think, and if they want to get any better, they've got to start playing tougher competition. Okay. And I don't think they've played the tougher competition they've used to in past. Now, the, the good thing, I mean, this whole topic came up with, as, as you know, if you're listening to this for a long time, Sam's got a, a really detailed a blog. blog. I, I share the location again there, Sam. Sammy, semicolon, termine at blogspot.com. Long-running blog. Uh, a lot of great information um, on there. The contacts he has, it's great. So you get a lot of info on that blog. 
But the the interaction, what I like about blogs is you actually have feedback. You so, so people get to respond. They get to get a, a debate going, or, or an argument. Blogs with stocks, you know, with basketball stocks. Yeah. Ranks. I rank Berkeley solo. I'm at around 13. Yeah. I rank them 13 for a specific reason. Your schedule's not been impressive. You know, yes, the win against Groves is actually pretty good right now, looking yeah. good right now, looking better and better. Um, but for me, I just have not been impressed with him. But I've, some of his responses to your blog, I mean, that's why. And we, I know he's going to say, well, the blue division's been. Um, yeah. And I'm saying. They're, they're pretty watched, good. I've watched the blue. I know the blue inside out. I mean, like, it's basically, it's basically when you look at that T, the division. Yeah. I saw Seaholm play. I have seen Hazel Park play. I mean, Seaholm, yes, they're decent, but I don't think they're as good as they've yeah. been. Now, Rochester, you know, yeah, Rochester, they're doing very well right now in the blue, but they have not beaten anybody outside the division. And you got to look at Oak Parks. I don't think they're very good. I don't think Ferndale. Ferndale is doing okay. Pontiac, I think, is the third best team in there, but they've had some, you know, they've had a couple defections. Um, mm. But Pontiac, you know what I mean? Like right now, I would say maybe third, fourth place team right now in the blue division right now. But and what are they going to do in the postseason also? Yeah. Where are they going to be at in the postseason? That's what I always look at, yeah. too, when I look at, okay, how are we going to do in the postseason? Do you have a great chance to, to do well in the postseason? And right now, when I look at it, the blue does not really, doesn't look that strong. Okay. The good thing about all this dialogue is we get discussion, you get feedback. Yep. That's the fun part. That is. I mean, uh, anybody responding to these things, this is... Th- that's what you're looking for, that's right? What I'm looking for, a- and get the- get the community together to talk about this sort of thing. Get these and the kids- OAA community, yeah, the OAA community, and that's that's what it is. Those the fans out there getting together, talking about Sam's comments, and these are observations, they're opinions. Yeah, but that's what makes this fun. Yep. So basically, right? that's my thoughts on Berkeley. Yeah, that's my thoughts on Berkeley. <laughs> now I want to go and talk about a controversial play that occurred on um Friday night. Yeah. Um, it was between um Groves and Stony Creek. Yes. Um. Of course, um, that was a game won by Groves in Beverly Hills in 42-40. Um, a very controversial play happened late. Um, now, what I don't understand was that second quarter where Stony Creek um, couldn't hit a shot in the second quarter. They It happens. They couldn't hit a shot in the second quarter, and then it was a, it was a 15-0 run that they gave up oh. in that second quarter. But Stony Creek battled back, and then, of course, came a very controversial play. Um I'm gonna let you be the judge here. I know you've seen the play. <laughs> I have. Um, I, I haven't. And, I haven't stewed over it or thought about it as much as you have. But here's my thoughts on that final play. Um, so set it up. What's the setup? What, it's they, two point game. Stony Creek has the ball. Emily Akau. Roughly ten seconds to go is when they get the around, ball. Yeah, where they get the ball. Emily Akau is basically dribble driving, penetrating down. Yep, down the left side. Down the left side of the court. She was hacked. You know, and she was hacked. No foul was called. Now, I talked to Kellen James, the Stony Creek girls coach, on this, and um, she said that Eckhout was bleeding. Oh. She was bleeding. Really? Um, and On the arm? Like, you know, when she's going up dribble driving. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean? in the face. In the face. And basically, um, no call was made. And what I didn't like was Eckhout complaining her case to the official but you just have to play on from that. You yeah. know, what I didn't like was that, but but I thought she was fouled. 
and I thought she should have been awarded two free throws, you know what I mean, for the drive. But but um, the referees happen and... didn't happen. The referees didn't call it, and, you know, and that was your ball game. Yeah. I mean, I, the officials in that game was very suspect all night. It was very – now, we talked – I talked two weeks ago about officials. Yes. But in this case here, I've noticed a trend lately, you know, when I look at it. And I know this is a very controversial trend. If you're a northern team, if you're north of M59, you know, going to a, south, to a yes. team that's south of M59, you ain't going to get any calls. You think so? You ain't going to get a lot of calls. Really? you're a northern team. I mean – I'm noticing that trend lately. I've been noticing it. Um, well, I saw the video. Yeah. You were playing it for me. Yep. It was, I didn't see it on a big format. My initial reaction, seeing it full speed, you know, and we're talking full speed, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go slow-mo and stop and pause because that's not what they have down there. The referees are seeing this real time, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the angle where the referee's underneath the basket, correct? Mm-hmm. And... The ball handler's going down that left side, driving in. Yep, that yeah, the ball handler was that count. Yep, yep. that count. So then we see help defense from the outside, Garden against right. the th- a kick out to a three, reaching in. Right. I thought that was the foul. That should have been a foul right there too. <laughs> because you you can I I thought I heard a smack, um, but that went through. She muscled through it, went up for the layup. And halfway through her delivery is when the contact is made. Mm-hmm. Now, full speed, the block comes from behind, right? Am I wrong? Right. Yeah, it comes from behind. That's usually called almost universally. Yeah, but you know? that's the same thing I'm going to use also in the um, final seconds of the North Farmington Farmington boys game where a call actually decided that game. Yeah. I think but that it was, was a really bad call there in that one. This yeah. call here should have been legit because this call right here should have been made because because she was clearly hacked. Yeah. And they did not even call it. And there was, there was contact. I thought it was outside. You know, the, the I help, thought it was I in thought, a little bit. Well, I the first one I thought that the help defense got her first. Mm-hmm. And which Means that would have been on the floor, right? It's not a shooting foul, but I don't know where they were in the bonus well, already. If it's they two were fouls, the, anyway. they were in the um, double bonus. Both okay. teams won double bonus. But the watching it real time, and you, I've seen this on multi on different levels of basketball, where the time's coming down, time's ticking down, right? Mm-hmm. Rarely do you see the official call that, unless they're tackled or it's such an egregious, like the head gets. You see the head bob. And now you're seeing a lot of this head-whipping stuff from but players. But I think that should have been balls. called. You know what I mean? I think that should have been well, called. It should have been. When there you're were watching, a lot of other questionable calls in that one. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, Stoney Groves has got a big girl in Ellie Rupridge. You know, um, you know, like, I know that she's the tallest girl on the, well, the, tallest girl on the floor that yeah. night. But there were a couple times that, you know, I'm looking at the film and that um, she went over the back a couple times, um, you know, and, you know. Well, that's what I'm talking about like over the back you get called a lot yeah right and sometimes if you're taller than the you're defending somebody who's shorter than you and the the big usually does not get the benefit of that now i'm not taking anything away from i'm not taking anything away from groves here yeah. you know what i mean but 
Well, but I know it's a big win for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? For them to knock off Stony Creek the way and, they and did. And to have a big run in that game to come back into that game. Yeah, and basically, um, but I still think that that officiating crew, you know, <laughs> I, I thought that that was a, um, you know, that was, it was, that should have been a call made. And if, think about it, if, um, if, um, Eckhout made those two free throws. We're going to overtime. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that um, that's a whole different ball game there. But it wasn't. But, it, but that's the nature of that game of basketball. It We've is. We've seen it since the, the peach baskets were hanging in the gym. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? I know it is. But And it can be frustrating. We go to – it's not just basketball. It's all other types of sports you run into. Well, is that right? I mean – and again, going referencing that video, it's on Twitter, right? Where can it people is on see Twitter, it? Yep, Drew Ellis's Twitter on um, MI Prep Zone. Okay, so check it out. You make check a decision. It out. You make a decision you, there. You make a judging. You know, you judge the call. I will re. I will retweet it on my um on my um yeah on the um on my um Twitter feed. If you want to follow that, it's at Saginaw Bay. Um, you know, I will retweet it. You know, my account's a very private account, but um, but I will. If you um, tweet it out, you got it. It's, it's yeah. Follow Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, um, it's it's one of those, is it a judgment call? Was it so and I'm trying to I'm not I always find I always find myself defending the referees when we're having a discussion for some reason. Because I know how difficult it is. It's not that easy. I know it's a difficult and call, but that was an obvious call. I well, yeah. That was an obvious call though. But because it, if you because if you make that call, you know what I mean? I mean, she was clearly hacked in that one. <laughs> She was clearly hacked, and and the fact that they did not call it, you know, they didn't call it. It was that's just, you know, I could see why she was upset. I could see yeah, why. I can see, I can see as well. But also, didn't they have a big lead? Sony had Sony started off well, and then of they course, girls went on fifteen zero run. You know what I mean? Fifteen zero run. You know, and then that. Well, where's um, the complaint in there? No, they just, Stony Creek just played terrible. I know. They so, I mean, terrible. the game like, could have been lost in the 15-0 run, not at the last hack. It could have been, but still. But still, There's I a lot, you know, but. <laughs> there's still a lot. There's still a lot to um. Digest. I should have worn my referee shirt today. There's still a lot of, <laughs> lot of things to digest there. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's a tough way to go down. It's it, a tough way to go down, but it's a big win. It's a big win for Groves. Yeah. Um, but when I look at my rankings this week, um, I kept Stony Creek 5. Um, because of the, um, you know, and of course, another question I got to ask you. Sure. It's a school district decision. Uh oh. Um, it's a school district dis- dis- decision. Groves had a chance to practice. You know what I mean before that game. Oh. Stony Creek, on the other hand, did not. Stony Creek and Troy did not because hey. now you got to look at questioning. You know what I mean. Do you allow teams to practice, you know, when you're when you have no school? That's at the discretion of the school, right? Mm-hmm. School's out. because uh, I mean Lake Orion was out, uh the same amount of days as everybody else. Uh right. they had but a they game, did. right? Yeah, they, they played a game. They some, played a game Friday. Some games were canceled. Right. And now they've been rescheduled to mm-hmm. play in, especially later in the month as we get into the um end of the year. Um, but isn't that? I mean, different communities had different road conditions and that sort of thing. And that's true. A lot of you and, know, and if, cold and the and the cold can do that to you. Right. And up here, we've got a lot of dirt roads and hilly situations that uh, the back roads were pretty much the deciding factor that we couldn't pass them, couldn't get there, and the cold. Right. I mean, cold can be 
We're a little more spread but out. But then you look here. at places like Troy, where they don't have a lot of dirt roads. Yeah, it's more uh, an, uh, a suburban, suburban setting, setting, right? You yes. Can, um, so they can make it. They can yeah. make it in for a practice. I don't see a problem with that. Well, I think you know when I look Are at. Are you it, saying that's an unfair advantage, Sam? You know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, I think it kind of was a little bit. Now people are going to say, "Well, Troy and Lake Orion game." Of course, Lake Orion had. Mm-hmm. In the boys' game, they had a chance to practice, but look what Troy did. You know, Troy yeah. went and um, Troy went and hit fourteen threes against Lake Orion. I mean, wow. and the boys. You know what I mean? So yeah. But um, but back to Stone. Back to um. So I can see why Kellen James, Stony Creek's growth coach, was really upset. Yeah. You know, and I remember that conversation with them. I had um, sort of like his therapist. Basically, <laughs> you had him on the couch. No, but. <laughs> But anyway, um, yes, I did think Stony Creek did get cheated on Friday night. Okay. I did think that. I do think that personally. So there's more more to a game than just one instance. Right. There was more, but there was more to the game than that one instance. But, you know. That, but that's is, the one everybody remembers. That's right? the one everybody's going to remember. Yeah. Is that call. That should have been called. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, when I look at the rest of the teams in the, um, in the, um, Read the in the um in the league this week in the girls yeah. side of things. Um, when I look at, of course, not a lot of changes in the girls' ranks. Of course, now Southfield and Royal Oak they play Tuesday night. That's going to be a huge game. Southfield, Southfield and Royal Oak kind of was lit on a little Twitter war lately. <laughs> here we are was, again, Twitter. Here, so here's the thing. I know Anaya McEvans very well. Um. And um, she said that, of course, at Southfield, they love their transfers. Royal Oak's a team that's really had their four-year project develop them all. Yeah, yeah. But Southfield, Arts and Techs had to rely on their transfers. Now, it's no secret Southfield, Arts and Techs got transfers. You know, when you look at players like Keona Wilson coming from Detroit Renaissance. Yes. Soto Barnes coming in from Ohio. Yeah. You look at Jasmine Worthy, who transferred in from Groves. And now, um, this is basically... When you look at what Southfield's done, what what Michelle Marshall's done with that team, I mean, like, gotten them believing in each other. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Southfield, for years, has used the transfer route to make to get their team better. You know, and I think it's kind of helped, helped them out. Yeah. And um, Roy Oak's saying, well, we have players that have been in the system for four years, you know, this is our moment. Homegrown. This is our moment. Homegrown talent. Yeah. And now it's all setting up. It was supposed to be played last week, but the cold canceled that game, moved it to this week. Um, and now you you look at it here, previewing this game. Yeah, big one. The big one between Southfield Arson Tech and Royal Oak. Um, when I look at this game, previewing that one, I think the key is going to be um, how is Royal Oak going to handle Southfield Arts and Tech's guards because, you know, Royal Oak's strength is in the interior. When you look at Samantha Potter, Jessica Adams. Um, and Southfield, of course, with Soto Barnes, I know you have Alexis Johnson, you have um, Jasmine Worthy there, but Groves has seen, but, um, but Royal Oak's seen Jasmine Worthy when she played at Groves. Um, I think the key matchup is going to be is whose guards show up. And does Royal Oak have an answer for players like Shine McEvans? Do they have answers for him, Soto Barnes, and, of course, Keanu Wills? So I want to get your thoughts. And Royal Oak right now sits undefeated. Southfield Arts and Tech 
played a brutal schedule, got that one loss to Saginaw yeah. Heritage, who was actually shocked this week by Midland Dow. Ooh. And um and their and their sharpshooter, well, Molly Davis. Well, this goes to but something. the Twitter war could be <laughs> the Twitter post that saying okay. that we love our transfers. That was the post? That was the post. Well, we've talked about this before, with especially last year with the Clarkston the situation, situation and transfers and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember you pulling the homegrown card, right? You go, yes. You got all these kids that have gone through all these years of playing, and they're good, and they're being developed, and then you got a couple transfers. I'm going to go, oops, sorry, you're out, right? You don't get to play, or... You should maybe you should be on varsity, but you're out because we got to transfer. And you know, with uh, Southfield Arts and Tech, obviously it's been an ongoing thing. Yeah, especially and, when they when especially back when they were at Lathrop, of course. Yeah. Um, Michelle Marshall was at Lathrop. Michelle Marshall was a good person. Yeah, good person. Yeah. Um, but I think when you look, I think at if it they're here, playing with inside the rules, then those are the are. and those are the rules, and they right? Are. And they are. And you know, you see a lot of and they move into Southfield. You know, they move. Yes, into you're Southfield. They're living there. You're so living there, and so and that's and that and those are the rules. And those are the rules. So right? you know, so I don't have any beef with what Southfield's done. I yeah. really don't have any beef. It's just Royal Oak, you know, just saying, you know, I mean, and it's just Royal Oak saying, like, you know, we've been here, we've worked yeah. our tail off, going up from the blue. Yeah. To the white, to the red, yeah. and Southfield, of course. And they're saying, well, Southfield's got all these transfers, you know yeah. what I mean, that are helping them out. Th- that's kind of, I go, eh, whatever. Uh, that that doesn't bother me. Because if you're, as long as you're following the rules, mm-hmm. as laid out by the MHSAA. Mm-hmm. And, and there's new rules there's coming rules in. coming, so we'll, that's going to be really interesting to watch. Yep, new rules coming in the summer. But to see Southfield Arts and Tech, their schedule. They have played a vicious schedule. They have. And this goes back to the other point you would make. is like if you're playing a, a gauntlet, you're playing a murderer's row, and you come out the other side with minimal scrapes and bruises, that means you are playing at a high level. Yep. And Southfield's playing at a really high level. Yeah. Royal Oaks non-conference does not impress me at all. It really does not. But they have they played some good teams like River Rouge. They played yeah. them. Um, you know, but... If you're playing like what Arts and Tech has played, yeah, you know, you're playing like the likes of Heritage. You're playing Carmen, play Carmen Ainsworth. You're playing the likes of Ypsilanti Arbor Prep. You're playing those teams. That's going to get you better, especially yeah, yeah. in the postseason. Yeah, and particularly for Southfield Arts and Tech, you're in a very tough district. When you look at, you have Detroit Renaissance in there. You have Detroit Bumpert in there, and those are teams that yeah. are not bad in that area in Wayne County as well. So Southfield yeah. Arts and Tech's going to have their hands full. Yes. When they get in the postseason. But if we're going to look at the two, another game converging, right? Two mm-hmm. heavyweights coming together. What's going to happen? But that's the fun part. That's why we play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, you, Twitter war will only get you so far. I who mean, do you got, who do you got winning that game? Southfield or Royal? Southfield. Yeah, I'm going to go with Southfield. I think that. Um, I mean, I, we've seen. They don't how have many, an answer for McEvans. I just don't. I just don't think they're going to have an I just see how many games has Southfield uh, Arts and Tech played that they just. Destroyed teams. I mean, they haven't really destroyed teams. They've been in a lot of close ball games. Okay, well then I'm staying corrected. Maybe they Royal really, Oak has a shot. Maybe I'm changing my Royal Oak. You know what? I'm gonna say Southfield because I don't think Royal. I don't think I know Brian Sapata's team inside out. I just don't think they're gonna have an answer for him. Shine McEvans in the interior. I just don't think they're gonna have an answer for um 
you know, if Keanu Willis is on her game, I think that she'll have a good game. I think that Alexis Johnson and um, Samantha Potter are going to cancel each other out. And I think that Jasmine Worthy and um, and um, Jessica Adams are going to cancel each other out. And if it comes down to a guard game, I take Southfield over Royal Oak. Where's this taking place? It'll be at Royal Oak. Okay, so. And Matt, Royal Oak's court's been really interesting be for visiting tough, teams. Tough, tough to really, win on the road in it, the OA. It always is tough to win on the road. And if you got a barn that's hopping and a team that's motivated, and I think that's gonna, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with, with a Southfield. Am I rethinking my pick? You want to hmm, rethink it? Maybe. I'm still saying Southfield. Lock. Lock me in for Southfield. Really? Lock me in for Southfield. You know, so that's that's is, is that this week? That is Tuesday night. Oh boy. So that's gonna be a really interesting game. Mm. That's probably a big that's probably one of the biggest games around the OA this You're calling week. it a lock, is it close? I mean if Southfield is playing a lot of tight games, do you especially in the OAA? I think Southfield wins this one like fifty eight to um thirty seven. So a pretty handle they're gonna handle them pretty easy. I think they'll handle them pretty easy. I think now if if Royal Oak can get to Southfield's bench, yeah. then it gets really interesting. Especially if we get McJevin, McEvans, Barnes, and Johnson foul trouble. You know, that's that's a hard thing to do. But Southfield, really legit. You know, really, really legit. Yeah, I'll stick with my first pick. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh Royal Oak. <laughs> Sorry, Royal Oak. <laughs> you know, so when I look at the rest of the league, of course, yeah. um West Bloomfield right now rolling, Avondale's rolling. Um Yeah. Oxford, Lake Orion, that'll be very interesting on yeah, Monday Avondale's night. Avondale's offense has been pretty They're lengthy, very lengthy. Stout. They're very lengthy. I mean, like when you look at players like Olivia Russell, Kiri Lee, the emergence of Reagan Lawrence, um, I think that those three players, they're, and their length has been a huge success point for Bob Lees and his team. Um, I think they could pose a serious threat to Bloomfield Hills in that district. They could seriously... And they have West Bloomfield in there as well, but I think they could pose a serious threat, particularly especially against a team like Bloomfield Hills. We're yeah. starting to get their act together a little bit. Um, we mentioned um, Clarkson hasn't played in a week either, um, but they're uh, Troy's doing been, well. Troy's been around five hundred. Um, Rochester, we talked about them. Berkeley, we talked about mm-hmm. them. Groves, we talked about them. Pontiac, North Farmington having a rough year, two and twelve. Um, you know, Ferndale and you know, Farmington is also having a rough year. So we'll see what happens in the girls' basketball docket. But the big one of the week is Tuesday night between um, yeah. Southfield Arson Tech and Royal Oak. That'll be a big one. It's a makeup game. So that'll be really interesting to see what happens between those two teams. That'll be fun. And we got to watch out to, like you said, Mr. Weather Spotter. That's po- late there's Tuesday potential. night. Is it late Tuesday? Late okay. Tuesday night. So we'll have the games like, in by geez. then. We'll yeah. have the games in by then. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens I'm going forward there. Yep. Um, let's take a break here. Let's talk about boys here on OA Now. This is The Local Voice, where you can listen to your favorite classic rock songs, as well as podcasts created by ONTV and its volunteers. If you're looking for a high school sports update show, we have OAA Now. If you want to hear about some great movies, we have Movies for Dumb Guys. You can also create your own podcast by taking a course with us. For more information, call 248-393-1060. 
Welcome back to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Termin here with Ian here. Hey. Um, let's talk. Let's go from girls to boys. Yeah. Um, you know, we um, look at the. Um, this is the nitty gritty part of the season for these guys. I want to talk about Clarkston. Yeah. You know, what can you say? Roll. Rolling. Ling. Rolling right now. I mean, people say, well, Oxford still sits undefeated. Yes, that's true, but they haven't played the exact schedule as Clarkson has. Yeah. But when I look at Clarkson's road, you know, when I look at that road, um, shot 11 threes against Lake Orion. Fletcher Lawyer had nine threes on himself against um, West Bloomfield. Yeah. And it's this the three-point shot going in for Clarkson right now. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's what's benefiting. We have you have the big Annette Nicholson, then you have Keegan Wasilic, you have Fletcher Lawyer. Do you think Clarkson's got a shot at three peat? Ooh. I didn't expect you to go that far. <laughs> um I don't well, it's all on the defensive side of the ball. How are they usually you know, defense wins championships. We saw uh, Clarkston roll through the tournament. Well, that's uh, a different Clarkson team. Then. I, I know, but it's like if you three-peat, that's the thing. It's like we saw them a lot, and we know those players well, you know, going into that because you had a lot of seniors. You had just senior-laid team. We've seen them forever. But now you have them. Now it's like, I don't know. I mean, you get a whole new amalgamation of these guys, these new faces, but they haven't missed a beat. I'll but, tell you what the team that I think is going to I think's going to give them big problems, and it's Flint, Carmen, Ainsworth. Okay. Because – they have a Length. guard in Jalen Nunn. They have a big and big Mike Fletcher. Um, they have Dustin Fletcher, who's who's very good as well. Okay. I think Flint Carmen Ainsworth's going to give Clarkson their biggest test. And they have the athletes to match up with Clarkson. They yeah. have the athletes. Now, they do play in the regular season, so that's going to be really interesting there. Clarkson having to go up to Flint. When is that happening? They have to play in um, – it's in middle February. Okay. Um, that'll be – So that's the one to- – there, there's the, a gauge for you. I mean, there's your gauge, and that's gonna be your test for Clarkson. But if they're, I mean, we just see it. They, you, <laughs> they always have somebody. Mm-hmm. You go take over. Yep. Right. There's for the last what eight years or mm-hmm. more. There's always somebody they go take over the game, and they always seem to make the right decisions. They again, it's it goes back to sound fundamental. Play yep, that's what they've across been doing. the board from the top of the bench to the back of the bench. Sound fundamental play. That's what they've been doing. They don't hurt themselves. No, they play within their system. They have leaders that will take over a game when asked. If one is taken out, another will step up. There's always somebody there to step up and take the reins and, and take over a game. Going, that's what's going on with that team. What's been going it's, on with that team. It's so impressive, and I'll say I will say fun to watch. Uh, I just like watching well-coached teams play so well and develop. I mean, we saw at the beginning of the year, like, oh, maybe something happened, right? Yeah, when what? they start 0-2. 0-2, and you're like, uh-oh. And then you go, oh, well, <laughs> they just rattle. They're just undefeated since. And then now you got to look at a team that's had some trouble lately. It's been Lake Orion. Um, yeah, kind of. Last two games especially, um, 25 threes allowed on your home wow. gym the last two games. That's a lot. That's not good. You got allowed 11 against Clarkson, 14 against Troy. Wow. The 14 and is staggering. It's mind-boggling. Um, what was the final of that one? 66-54. I mean, what yeah. is wrong with the Dragons defensively here, especially when you give them a three-point shot? Well, 
you forgot the scouting report? <laughs> I don't think it's. Or they had report. multiple people. I mean, was it the fourteen mixed amongst uh, their mixed guards? Among their guards, you so know. So it's what not I mean? one singular. It's not, it's not like report. lawyer who's going to torture for nine. It's not the scouting report, you know. But it's just, it's just a, a like lot. A lot of it is just step up. Yes, and a lot of it on the defensive side is recognition, right? Mm-hmm. If if Troy's sharing the ball well, we've seen it with other we teams. We know what they have with Brody Parker, if Clay can, Sebastian. If they can share the ball, they got good guard play, and they can share it. And bigs who can pass outside, you know, you get it in deep, you can they kick it out, and he, someone's got. It's gonna, hard for the defense to collapse. It's hard to recover if you're going after somebody in the paint, right? But the guys on the outside have to make it's high risk, high reward, right, Sam? Mm-hmm. So, but they made them pay it to the tune of fourteen. How many did they shoot during the game? If they made fourteen. 42 of their points from Troy came from three. 42. Wow, that's a ton. That is And it's a been ton. a problem for Lake Orion in the last two games when you look at the three-point defense. It's not been yeah, – yeah. it's been a problem for well, them all season. Well, it's recognition then. You know, it's something – I'm sure Coach is working on them with them. Uh, but it's – if you're not focused and staying in your assignments, right, and – is everybody collapsing in the paint? Where they do everybody running after a dribble drive and a kick out, wide yeah. open three? What's the deal? I don't know what the so deal it's, is. So it, it's stay with your assignment. But that's something that um, yeah. Coach Jim Mandel has to address with that team. But usually that's something that you can recover from. You can you can coach them into shape. Obviously, it's a red flag right now. They have to do something to shut that down because what is everybody else going to do? Shoot three. They're going to they're they're shoot three. They're going to exploit it, and you can't say, "Well, I hope they miss." <laughs> no, you got to, and you got to, you, know? you got to figure a way to shut down the three point shot if yeah. you're like Orion. Um, Adams, right now, they're, you know what? I'm Adams, have a feel good story here. Yeah. Austin yeah. Yersay, the guy who's been hurt. Um, yeah. He is officially back playing now. Good. He is officially back playing. Um, really happy for the kid that he is um, back on the court. Um, really encouraging that yeah. he is back. I mean, like, um, Everybody thought it was a season-ending injury for years, say, um, career-threatening injury, but now he is back on the court playing for Adams, um, playing with his team, and I think he's going to give Adams a whole new, di- a whole new um, diversion of that team. Of course, when you look at now, you can move Peyton Prescorn to the power forward spot. You have, of course, Gunnar Walters, Ethan Immersion, your young backcourt who can go and shoot threes and penetrate and all that now. I think Adams could be a really dangerous team going forward when you look at Adams. Um, yeah. Brad Crichton's got that team going, and they started off 0-2. Yeah. When they did not look good against Oxford. They had, they had some injuries early, right? Just, yeah, Gunnar Walters' injury was huge. Yeah, and then uh, they just started rattling they them started off. rattling them off. Yep. I mean, but now they're a game up on Farmington. Um, I think they're a game up on Groves as well. Um, haven't looked at the standings yet, but I know um, it's going to be a three-team race between Adams, Groves, and Farmington. You know what I mean? When you look at those three teams. Battling out, separated yeah. by one game in the white division. I think the dangerous team in that division, Southfield. You know, especially with who they got. Cameron McEvans there. Um, Avondale starting to get their act together. They've started to um, win some games. Stony Creek's another one. Um, and then, of course, um, look at the blue division. Um, Oxford's still undefeated. Unbelievable. They're still undefeated. They the just Wildcats. knocked out Berkeley on Saturday afternoon. It just home, blew and, up home and away. Or away. That was at Berkeley. Um, Fun I, to watch. I just don't see anybody in that. In the blue? The only one I could see possibly is Pontiac because they still got to go to yes. Side Green Gym. Yeah. 
Um, but well, Pontiac they, right now is still rolling. Well, they people. had the head-to-head against them. They had at the home. head-to-head against them. Took um, them down. I could have went either way between those two. Um, but I think that game at Cy Green Gym is going to decide a lot. I really do. Um, I think. Well they're, here, well, well, they're playing the game ahead, right? Yeah. Here's something that was very interesting, too. Ferndale and Seahome on um, Friday night. Um, Ferndale was up by 35. Whoa. Here's what Seahome did. They came back and got it within four, wow. but ran out of time. They came back from 35 points down to get it within four, just ran out of time. How does Big that happen? props to Seahome and their um and coach um big credit there for them for that team not to give up oh yeah for um coach um Greg Aguirre um big for them not to give up wow and Ferndale lately has not been themselves lately now yes they had two transfers that um are currently playing for them out of the five that had the out of the five three of them had to sit out because they're um ineligible yeah for the, the rules year, but. Still, to almost come back from 35 points down, you know, and just run out of time, that's got to be a huge confidence booster if you're Seahome. Think so? I think it is. Moral victories? You got It's a moral victory for them. You know, it's got to be. It's a moral victory for them. I think that at the end of the day, um, Seahome kind of, you know, I they brought my respect back. I got, you know, and I know that people are saying, well, Seahome, um, well, Seahome's a team that, um, why is Seahome not that good? You know what I mean? Like, you know, better some of these other teams in yeah. the rankings and all that. But, you know, Seahome, I got them up from, got them up to 18 in the, um, okay. in the, um, stocks ranks poll, um, that I do. Um, but I was really impressed with how much they come back. How showed they some came guts. Back. They showed some guts. They showed me something, you know, that Seahome's going to battle, compete, work hard. And it shows, what can happen, you know, if you can compete and work hard. And what Seahome did that night on Friday night, you know, huge credit to them was battle and compete. Yeah. You know? Um, when I look at, of course, um, you know, the boys' ranks, you know, still, I don't see anybody beating Clarkston right now. I think Adams might have a shot. Maybe, I mean, like, um, and I think Adams might have a shot. Because they play each other in the first game of districts. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Okay. Uh, and those will be covered. Yes. Uh, on TV will be, that's at Lake Orion, correct? At that Lake Orion. Yeah. So cameras will be there. Yep. And then, of course, that'll be a really interesting game between Clarkson yeah. and Adams. That'll be uh, yeah. really interesting. First round? First who, round game. Who, who gets a bye? Lake Orion has the bye. Um, that winner is going to get Clarkson or Adams. Well, that's a first. And then. And then, of course, the other side of the draw, I got Oxford Romeo, and that winner's getting water for Kettering. Um, we'll talk district preview in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, That's March, right? Or uh, Early first... February, because remember, boys and girls are switched this year. Oh, okay. So when I look at, when I look at Oxford, yeah, they got to play Pontiac, but then that game with Romeo could be really interesting yes. in the first round because yeah. Romeo's had Oxford's number lately, you know, including... This year's group, you know, and I and I don't know how Oxford is going to have an answer for Break McCray in the in the in playing the guards, but then again, McCray has had issues at Lake Warren. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens there in that yeah. matchup. Some good games. I mean, a lot of exciting things happening. This is the type part of the season where you're like, 
All right. Where is everybody sitting? Uh, is somebody going to make a move? We're in the month of February. Yeah, dude. So it, it gets it's really every game is pivotal at this point. It is really if, pivotal. If you're going to do point. make any noise, you better do it now. Yep, you got to do it now. You yeah. got to make sure where you're at. And there's a lot of other teams, you know, the non-league teams, not always league teams that could that could do some damage in districts. You yeah. know, when you look at, especially when you look at in Division Two, when you look at team like Warren Lincoln, who I think could do some significant damage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, really interesting to see what happens. Hey, you know what's coming up uh, this week? Signing day. Yes. Right. And uh, I don't think there's a lot of luster surrounding it now because you got early signing day now. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it has changed a little bit, it's hasn't changed it? A little it's, bit. And everything's online. Everybody knows in advance of what's going on. But mm-hmm. I wanted to call a little attention to some local signees here in Lake Orion. Do you mind if question I do that? is what? The question is will the freezing rain will the ice? Oh, for Wednesday. For Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. What a bu- well, they're gonna have it. It's gonna. The day is going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, here in Lake Orion, uh, it's televised at the high school. We record it. We air it so everybody can see. But something I wanted to bring up here, you know, track season's around the corner. You know, I'm a big track dude. Oh, my. And three of the four, was it three of the five, Division One signees for Lake Orion High School? Let me guess them. Melissa Simons, Matt yes. Eaton, and um, Allison Sherman. Allison Sherman. Going to D1 schools? Yep. Three... Track stars. I can say the same thing for Clarkston. It's amazing. It's awesome. You know? Well, yeah, they're their whole stack. Clarkston, and then of course Ox. I mean, a lot of OAs. Yes, they're going. Uh, are going uh, to Clarkston. They're going OAA, and I believe Toledo. That sort of thing for Clarkston uh, girls track. But it's like the stack of talent here in Lake Orion that for the last couple, we've been spoiled here in Lake Orion to see Maddie Eaton run and Melissa Simons. Simons is going to Wisconsin. Maddie Eaton going to run for the Wolverines. And Allison Sherman, cross country and track, running distance down at UAD. It'll be very interesting. So to see what fantastic. Happens. And you got Clarkston there. You got Clarkston, um, yeah. You got Clarkston. Oak Park, I think, is going to oh. be Oak Park. Oak yeah. Park's ridiculous. They're going to be good I again. Uh, yes, they're going to be good again. And um, we're starting to get the, uh, the, uh, the meet schedules. And I really love the Oxford invite up there, man. You get teams from all over the place coming in. Oak Park will be there. Uh, some teams from Illinois come up just to compete against some of these OAA teams. Did you realize yeah. that, how how crazy that is? I know how crazy that gets. <laughs> I so know how crazy I'm really gets. excited about track season. So well, you, got, yeah. you also got spring sports, baseball, softball. All we'll that stuff. Going forward. Uh, lacrosse, lacrosse. will be there. Yep. All right, now I'm going to sign off this week. Um, everybody be careful on the um, yeah. ice on Wednesday. So Wednesday, from Tuesday night to Thursday morning. So be careful on that yeah. ice. Um, so stay strong, Roy Nation, and see y'all next week. Thanks, Sam. Don't forget the OA, uh, the ONTV food drive for Oxford Orient Fish is coming up Saturday, February 9th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get your donations in. Five cans or $5 will get your raffle tickets. Win some awesome prizes. Visit OrientOnTV.org for more information. We'll see you next week on OA Now. The views on this show are Sammy's and his alone. We'll see you next week. See ya!